Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mind on Mental Health podcast. My name is Andy Dean. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And today I'll be talking to Christy Champion, who's a licensed professional counselor, as well as the clinical manager of the Child Adolescent Program at Penn Medicine Princeton House Behavioral Health in Hamilton, New Jersey. Today's actually our third conversation about pandemic parenting. And really what we discussed today is how we as parents can get better at taking our own emotional temperature during the day and why that might be important. In case you haven't picked up on this in previous podcast between Christy and I, we've worked together for years and we like to give each other a little bit of a hard time. So you'll probably hear a bit of that as well. I, I'm a huge fan of Real Friends Break Doctors which is the podcast between Zach Braff and Donald Faison from Scrubs. So we should probably rename this podcast Real Therapist Fake Friends. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) That's right. I like that. (laughs) That's probably the perfect way to start this episode. All right. So this idea of taking your emotional temperature came up in one of our previous episodes And I just thought that that was probably a pretty important concept for us to know, especially as parents. So I guess I'm wondering if maybe you can just explain what that means a little bit more. What that means is to take just a 30 second pause from what we're doing to check in with how we feel, the intensity of that feeling and the thoughts that we're having in that moment. So for example, if I'm scrolling on Instagram, and I take my 30 second pause to take my temperature. Um, Is it that I actually feel really invigorated? I feel happy by the faces that I'm seeing. I'm, I'm excited to potentially like go, go out and try some of these ideas that I'm seeing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And the intensity is like an eight out of 10. I'm actually really excited and I'm really happy or conversely do I feel really drained from looking at all these other people doing these great things? Um, am I actually starting to have thoughts like, I'm never gonna have the chance to do those things. I'm too afraid to get sick to, to actually like go out to a restaurant and maybe try these places. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel sad and maybe resentful of other people's life. I'm feeling it to like, uh, again, like an eight out of 10, like I'm feeling it pretty intensely. That's a sign to me that maybe I need to step away from that behavior Or maybe it's a sign that if this is kind of an ongoing feeling and an ongoing experience, maybe it's time to reach out to a support to help manage how strongly I'm feeling. So are there maybe other times that people should be thinking about taking their quote unquote emotional temperature? Or obviously one thing you can do is like if you spend a half an hour or an hour or however long you spend on social media, it might be a good time after that to take your emotional temperature to see how that might be affecting you. What are other times right now that people may want to consider doing that? Or is it as simple as maybe like setting an alarm on your phone and then kind of checking in with yourself for 10 seconds when the alarm goes off? Like, what do you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. And it might depend on your your need at the time. So I think for maybe somebody who's pretty insightful about like how you're feeling, you realize that the reason and you're not feeling so great is because you're staring at the same four walls and you're on top of it, maybe like a before bed check-in, or maybe it's after a behavior where you're like, yeah, you know, I'm not really sure if this makes me feel better or worse type of behavior. Um, Like maybe on the weekends to to relax, you're spending, um, you're playing video games for four hours straight. 
Oh my God. That sounds so great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But maybe you really want to take your temperature afterwards. If you're finding that it's actually hard to stop playing the video game and then everything afterwards feels like a drag to do, maybe it's not such a great idea to be playing video games for four hours. And I hope your wife listens to this later and she can (laughs) thank me. But those are the types of things that we want to check in with. If we're, again, like pretty insightful about how things are making us feel around our lives. If maybe we're not, and this is, again, very typical for a lot of folks, but it's very common for uh, me to get through a whole really busy work day. And at the very end, my husband go, was your day bad? And I'm like, no, it wasn't bad. Why would you say it was bad? Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, because your teeth are like gritted and like your shoulders are up to your ears. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like I don't even realize from you know, balancing a full-time job and um, taking care of a baby and trying to like pick up and be stuck in my house. I don't always realize that I'm carrying this tension like right in my shoulders up to my jaw. So maybe I need to do more regular check-ins because I'm not realizing it until somebody else kind of pokes me and says, hey, how are you doing? Um, And I know for a lot of folks who might be listening, maybe that's the case where we're not always attentive to our own thoughts and feelings because we're so busy worried about other people's. If you are in multiple roles right now, which I'm I'm sure everybody is, maybe we don't have time to sit and think like, oh, how am I doing? No, I have to get both of my younger kids on their Zoom classes right now and drive my other one to the DMV. It, It makes sense that we're not always checking in. And that's why I really want to encourage folks to do so, especially since it only takes not even 30 seconds. A great way to do it, like you said, Andy, is putting a timer on the microwave or even kind of like pairing it with bathroom breaks. And again, I'm guilty that we're like, sometimes I'm like dashing to the bathroom because I'm like, I've been on a Zoom meeting for two and a half hours. I really need to go to the bathroom. But your body does stop you periodically and makes you have to rest by going to the bathroom. Um, Use that moment to check in with yourself. The other thing that I really like to encourage um, is for parents to model this with children and adolescents by having built-in times for everyone to check in. And that might be on like a scheduled calendar on the fridge. There's even great mood reporting apps that you can download. But I I love the idea of everyone having a mood thermometer on the calendar on the fridge or something so that it becomes a regular part of the environment at home that my thoughts and feelings and how I'm feeling throughout the day matter. It doesn't only matter to me, but it also matters to like my mom, my dad, my caretaker, who's also checking in on their own. So it doesn't only become what we call like an identified patient problem. And we see this very typically for kids who are in counseling. Kids often think like, oh, I'm the identified patient. I'm, I'm the sick one. I'm the one that everyone's here to get help for. When these tricks and tips that we're talking about on how to stay well aren't just for kids who might be feeling depressed. It's literally things that we all could be doing. And it's, it's great for all of us to do periodically. Um, so it also helps remove some of the stigma that only people with mental illness need to check in with how they're doing or how they're feeling. Everybody can. So I just kind of want to break down the suggestions. So like, first of all, these are all suggestions on how you can kind of remind yourself to do an emotional check-in with yourself or with your kid. And here are a few things that came up. So you mentioned like just kind of making it a point to do it every time you go to the bathroom because that's sort of like a built-in break. One of the things that I had mentioned is like maybe putting an alarm on your phone for however many times you think you need to do this during the day. But is it twice a day? Like you set an alarm for, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning and 
seven o'clock at night, or maybe you do it every time you eat a meal because that's like again sort of a, a built-in break. Um, for for anyone out there who's a new mom, it might also be like any time that you change a diaper, <laughs> or any time that you're napping or attempting to nap a kid or nursing. Any time that there's kind of like these periodic breaks. Not not breaks by any mean, but anytime there's a, a, a shift, like you stop doing one task and you start doing another one during that shift, do a quick check in. How am I feeling? What am I thinking? What's the intensity like? Good. And essentially, are those the questions we should be asking ourselves during the time? Like, how am I feeling right now? And what's the intensity? Yeah. And also to ask ourselves about our thoughts. So like working in that check in time for yourself as a parent but also trying to work in check-in time for the kids as well and maybe having a little conversation with them about that. Right, exactly. And that's that's what I was thinking of when we were talking about, um, well, if I'm insightful about how I feel, I only need to check in once a day. If I'm not so insightful, maybe I want to check in multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Just as a reminder, our kids do not yet have as much insight as adults do. So depending on the age of your child, how insightful they are to their um, emotional intelligence, might dictate how often it would be helpful for them to have check-ins with an adult. So I know mm-hmm. at least like in our child, uh, in our child program, particularly for our six through 12 year olds, we asked them multiple times in their, in their program day, like to check in on their mood and the intensity of the mood, because kids aren't always so aware of how they're feeling and what they're thinking about those feelings. So maybe it's not only when they are maybe at like breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but maybe we're checking in with them like right after they complete various tasks. So they get off their, their first Zoom class of the day. We're checking in on how, they, how they're feeling, what's their intensity. Mm-hmm. Then they switch to lunch after lunch. Okay, now how am I feeling? What's the intensity? And again, that, that's why, especially for little guys, we try to make it fun. We have like kind of like a chart that we use. And then a lot of them, they just know to go up to the chart. They write their mood and they write a number. Again, it doesn't have to be... I hate to give busy parents another thing to make them even busier. <laughs> um, and it can be something that they do that takes them five seconds. I go up to the board. I know at least like at our program, a lot of the kids love doing this. They run up to the board. They want to write down their their emotion and the intensity. And then, you know, not to get back into parenting strategies, but that also earns them like stickers or whatever their part is, whatever is part of their token economy. Mm-hmm. So we want to make checking in with their mood something that's fun and something that as parents, it gives us a better understanding to maybe how or why they're feeling a certain way. Because from gathering this information over time, we'll figure out what's maybe contributing to our child's mood. Maybe you realize that after their second class of the day, before lunch, their mood is always at like, it's really low. It's at like a two out of 10 and they're feeling sad. But by the time lunch is over, they're back to an eight out of 10. I feel really great. I feel really bright maybe it's a sign to us as their support they're just hungry mm-hmm. by their second class and they really need a snack before going into that class um, to help keep them perked up or maybe it's um, maybe it's the subject of that class is really hard for them and on an empty belly it's even harder so the more data we have helps us as supports understand how to help that child and likewise for ourselves if we're finding that I have some patterns of my own I realize that every day at four o'clock, I'm more stressed than earlier in the day, because it's the time where everything hits at the same time, all the kids are done with their classes, all the, you know, everyone's kind of wrapping up work. And I'm still very busy. 
So it's a good way to check in with ourselves to know maybe where our trouble spots are throughout the day and how to then couple a skill or a support to help manage our mood during that that harder time period. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a cool idea regarding doing that check-in with your kid. It also gives you an opportunity, even if it's not intentional, to like do some detective work. Because if you make that a regular thing, you're going to notice patterns, like you said, you know, maybe after they eat lunch, their mood really tends to drop because they're tired. It's going to give you some insight into what are some things that kind of boost your kid's mood during the day and what are some things that are maybe like a trigger for, you know, frustration or anger or whatever. Right. If when we've collected this data, we're trying our best to like maybe couple it with with a skill or couple it with like a, a natural support. Um, and that's still not helping, that might be a sign to reach out for further support. So if I know that every day at 12 p.m., my kid kind of has this meltdown, they're hungry or they're tired, or and I've tried giving them naps, I've tried not giving them naps, I've tried to give them food, I've tried to, you know, give them water, I've tried to do, have them watch their favorite show in the background, and none of it's helping, it might be time to reach out and get some outside support. So we just talked about, like, the importance of taking our emotional temperature. I'm wondering if maybe you'd be willing to do that right now. Sure. So why why don't you run me through your emotional temperature right now? I'm imagining that it's probably slightly on the agitated end of the spectrum since you have to talk to me. (laughs) I I love that we have to put our thinly veiled animosity, like just like on display, like once an episode. Yeah, of course. Um, I appreciate you doing this because I, I think we, we joked about like me not always having time to check in with myself and I, I like the reminder to do so. I would say right now I am feeling tired mm-hmm. <laughs> at probably a six out of 10. So moderately tired. And because of that, I'm just, I'm already thinking about how much work I still have to do um, before the day's out. And actually now like reflecting on that, it makes me feel kind of sad because I have a lot to do and it's a Friday evening mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh man, like I just really want to get to my Friday night and like unwind and I'm probably going to end up working late. Um, so I really want to kind of pause for a moment with that and validate that I do have a lot on my plate and actually think about, I'm already kind of in problem solving mode because that's just kind of my go-to. Mm-hmm. How am I going to get everything done by five? And as we're kind of talking, I'm already thinking I should get out my post-it stack and start writing myself some notes about what I need to do so that I can still feel hopeful about this evening instead of dreading that I'm going to work late. So there's kind of two steps to this, right? You notice what your emotional temperature is. And if you can, if there's anything you can do for five seconds to maybe help you become a little bit more balanced, then then you do that. The second piece of that is sometimes there's really not much that you can do and Oftentimes, just the process of going through the emotional check-in with yourself is going to be helpful because it brings your awareness to a place where it's something you can be conscious of instead of just operating in like sleepwalking mode and not really knowing why you're doing the things that you're doing. Exactly. And I I think the process of doing the check-in is is so helpful because it does, it just kind of wake us up to living within our own body again. I think that, like you said, when we go into autopilot and we're just kind of trucking through because we kind of need to and in order to get so much stuff done, it really does ourselves a great disservice. It doesn't honor the process that we're going through. So at minimum, what it provides us 
um, a, a handful of times a day is a moment to validate that like, yeah, I'm tired. I, I work a full-time job and I have like six small part-time jobs and I want to validate that I'm tired and that I want to enjoy my evenings and that's natural. So it kind of gives me a moment to be real with myself rather than like, no, Christy, you don't get to have your own thoughts and feelings mm. because you're too busy doing everything else. Yeah. So, so I just ran through my emotional temperature. What's yours? Well, I actually would say that I'm feeling a little bit refreshed right now. So I, I noticed that, like I said, I noticed that I've been feeling like a little more agitated this week. And I think that mostly the, the trigger to that has been that I've just been staring at the four walls of my bedroom on my computer all day, every day. So uh, I was feeling like agitated and antsy, but actually right before we started recording, I went into my backyard and got like an hour workout in, which was awesome. And that really helped to make me feel better. Not only that, but I get to have a conversation with you and how could that not make someone feel better? So, so this is the sweet after the sour side. (laughs) Basically. No, but I mean, in, in all seriousness, like getting that workout in definitely helped. But then also, yeah, talking to you and just kind of, you know, having a fun, lighthearted conversation is helping. Yeah, definitely. And I appreciate you like using your example as uh, taking your temperature, because I think often people have the experience of like, I take my temperature when I'm sick. Um, so I take my temperature when I'm not feeling well. You can also definitely take your temperature when you are feeling well. And in fact, we want to encourage that if you're having a great day and it's um, time to quote unquote, take your temperature, it's great to still do that because you're checking in with a moment in a moment where you're feeling good. And we also want to be mindful and reflect on those instances, those instances when things are going well and even reflect like what's going well for me and remembering these times so that later when, you know, maybe the wheels fall off midway through the day and you want to end your day by saying, oh, the whole day was a wreck, you can kind of look back and be like, no, 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 that first check-in was actually pretty good. I felt really good at that point. So it gives us a nice positive experience to think back on. Okay, great. (laughs) My little guy wants to get some airtime in. Um, (laughs) I think I've said this in previous podcasts, but especially when we're talking about behavioral therapy, there's sort of two steps to it, no matter what you're talking about. The, the first step is always noticing where you are in your thought process, in your emotions. And then the second step is taking the behavioral steps that you need to take to try to change that if it's something that you're not comfortable with or if, if, it's a, if you're in a bad place. So really the importance, in my opinion, of this taking the time out to check in with yourself can't really be overstated because to me that's really kind of the whole first step all right everybody thanks so much for tuning into the podcast christy was actually nice enough to give us a worksheet that teaches you how to go about taking your own emotional temperature that she uses at her private practice which is called meadowlark csc So we're going to be posting that on our Facebook page. And if you're interested in finding it, you just go to facebook.com slash BH, like behavioral health, and you should see it posted there. This was actually the last episode in the current series on how parents can help support their children's mental health. Not 100% sure yet exactly what the future of the podcast is going to be. I have a feeling we'll probably be posting some episodes about coronavirus specifically and how we can kind of manage our own mental health during this time. So as soon as I have an update, I'll post it. But I hope you guys found this series helpful and we'll see you next time.